The Truth News Network. COVID, Delta, Omicron. There aren't enough letters in the Greek alphabet to keep everyone scared forever. So how do you fight the fear? With facts. And where do you find these facts? TNN, the Truth News Network, and Dan Newman. Well, good morning, everybody. How are you doing today? Hump day. Hump day. You made it to halfway through this week. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I sound a little bit funky. Well, let me just give you a, a little clue to what's been going on. As you probably know, TNN Live was on the road Monday, on the road Tuesday. We were in Nashville, and I'll tell you all about what uh, being in Nashville was about in just a moment. But uh, for those of you that have known me for a long time, you know I have some kind of thing that maybe once every other winter, it just grabs me around the throat, and uh, I sound like this for a few days. So in Nashville, the temperature was cold, and uh, we were up there celebrating. Uh, let me tell you something, folks. If you can get to the Nashville area, if you can get to Nashville, any Thursday for the next three months, Thursday evening, from right here in Shreveport, Louisiana, finalist on The Voice several years ago, my nephew, Des Duran, started a show called Frankly Des, and it's playing at the Dream Hotel in their theater there. What it is, is Des Duran has a great voice. His hero in crooner music is Frank Sinatra. And so Des does this show. And I mean, folks, I wish Frank Sinatra was still alive so he could hear Des sing his music. The place was packed and the crowd went nuts for both shows. It's called Frankly Des and it's playing at the Dream Hotel in downtown Nashville. Let me give you a clue. Guys, do your wife a big favor. Take her up there for a few days. Go up there Thursday during the day. Do the show Thursday night. And then Nashville is a great place to visit. Lots of great food. A lot of fun things to do there. Just spend a long weekend. Frankly, Des. Check it out. So while I was there, this all happened to me. And it wasn't because I was standing up and screaming. It's because there was something in the air. And I caught it. And yesterday, coming home, late yesterday, I coughed and sputtered. And, you know, today with what we have floating around in the news world, the medical news world, Every time you get a cough, you think, oh my gosh, it's COVID. It's COVID. So I was in a vehicle with three other people for eight hours yesterday. And uh, everybody that was in there with me, including Mary and my wife, I know it was going through their heads. OMG, if he's got COVID, he's infecting us. Well, for those of you that have been around for a couple of years, a year and a half ago, Mary Ann got, I mean, really, really sick with COVID-19, and she's she's always been very, very tough physically. She never gets sick. I mean, if anybody in our family gets sick, it's me, and I don't get sick that often. But she went down for the count, and it scared me. And this was not long after we realized COVID was really a real deal. It wasn't, yeah, some of it was politicized. But COVID, folks, it's a real deal. 
It's there, and it can be serious. Well, fortunately, after four or five days of suffering, we have a uh, personal physician that is one of the smartest guys I know of, and he, from the very beginning of this, he recognized the healthcare bureaucratic plague that was reaching across America that was worse and is worse than COVID-19 itself. And so he immediately jumped into her case and uh, he prescribed hydroxychloroquine, azithromycin, uh, several different zinc and several different other vitamins and a breathing treatment. And in just two or three days, she snapped out of it. So if anybody is going to get it, I would think it would be her. I did not get COVID-19 from her. Everybody in our family said, oh, dad, you're going to get sick. Uh, I've got a propensity because of a lung situation that I got years ago on a trip to Cancun, Mexico. I got a horrible case of bacterial pneumonia that screwed up my lungs, uh, killed all the little hair, the silly in my lungs. So it's hard for my lungs to kick all the bad stuff out, but I didn't get it. And I don't believe it's COVID this time. I think it's that some of that crud that every couple of years I get once. All that being said, I'm making excuses for sounding like a frog today. And in light of that, let me just beg your indulgence in one way. I may not make it through two hours of this show today. And if I don't, I'm pretty sure you're going to understand and give me a free pass. And from that, folks, let me just say a very, very big thank you for all of your support. Folks, our website, the stories that are published there, we have, as you know, two or three guest contributors that are just amazing, uh, writing some brilliant stories and giving us facts, lots of facts that we don't hear about in mainstream media. I mean, they're not even mentioned. In fact, it's gone so far as every time I turn on, one of the uh, mainstream media, or they like to be called now the legacy media outlets. Every time I turn on one of them, I just automatically go my default uh, position on everything they say that they're reporting on is the truth is probably 180 degrees from what they're reporting. I don't get it. I don't understand. But folks, there is some really bad stuff out there that is looming. And I begin to wonder is it on the horizon or is it already here? And you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, they tell us things all the time that in many cases we know when they tell us aren't true. And um, then we have to dig through and find the facts, which is really a good thing because when we do that, we get the facts and we verify the facts for ourselves. That's the best way to get it anyway. So let me tell you what's up for the show today. And I, I've got the, some very important things I want to get through. And so we're, we're going to jump right on it here at the top of the show. So if I can't push through for the second hour, you're not going to miss anything. If you haven't read our cover story today, I'm just going to go ahead and give it to you right now. Um, I pontificate a lot. I share my opinion and my personal thoughts a lot. And um, years ago, I chose Facebook as a place to express myself. And then it morphed into starting the site, Truth News Network, truthnewsnet.org, and then from that springs TNN Live. And a bunch of my friends 
a bunch of my friends are listening right now from all over, and I want to say thank you for being here all along. This is not something that I wanted to do. This is not something that is a commercial business. This is a service. In no way do we monetize anything we do here at Truth News Network, including TNN Live. But it's just a really good way for me to encourage myself to dig in and do research. And sometimes it makes Marianne mad because I spend a lot of time researching, getting ready for articles that we pen, and of course for the show every day, Monday through Friday. And so something popped up on my timeline. And I wrote this February the 11th of 2014. So let me give you the preface to that. Just what do you think I'm talking about when I titled this story today, Some Things Never Change. Some things never change. And of course, if you're a regular here, you know that I'm talking about partisanship in the U.S. Congress and the White House, and it's not specific to just Democrats or just Republicans. Members of both parties, and especially those who serve in party leadership, and not just when Democrats are in leadership, but Republicans too, seem to always be, those in power, hell-bent on finding the side on every issue that is important to regular Americans, but they find it and they kick it out in the marketplace of ideas as being the one that best fits their particular political narrative at that point. Seldom is there any consideration of all of what's really best for us. It's almost always considered only as what's best for me politically. What's worse is this, folks. They, in unison, act like they really don't care what we think about these things they tell us and how it's going to impact us. They don't give a rip. So such was the case back in 2011. You remember Representative Boehner, Republican from Ohio. He was the Speaker of the House for a couple of terms. Obama was singularly pushing Obamacare's reform through Congress. Think back to where you were, February 11th, 2014, and what were the important issues in your life at the time, and see if you relate to my frustration. So this is exactly verbatim what I pinned February 11th, 2014. It starts out, wow, I'm relieved. Boehner, Speaker Boehner, finally relented and has agreed to have a House vote to raise the debt limit again with no restrictions whatsoever, no provision to cut spending in any way. Wow, don't you feel relieved too? Think about it. This week, now this is 2011 in February, this week the president, who was obviously Barack Obama, once again decided to arbitrarily change a legislatively passed and constitutionally enacted law that I don't like, but it was legally done, the ACA, or Obamacare, and he changed it with his famous pin. And now the Speaker of the House has decided to cave to the liberals by signing a blank check for them to spend whatever they want with no restrictions. And at Monticello, Obama is overheard telling the French president that it's good to be president because he can do whatever he wants. <laughs> like we didn't already know that. 
So it's decided. No one in Washington is representing me. Period. And no one in Washington gives a rip about anything I care about. Not enough to ask me my opinion or to even listen to my opinion or those of other voters in my state of Louisiana. They just don't care. And why should they? Even after they've ripped us off again and again, avoiding their constitutional responsibilities and an oath that each of them gave to serve the United States and not special interest, they pander only to those special interests who are ready and willing to give them the one thing they got to have. Money, money, money. And they get it. The money. How did they get it? With their votes. After all, folks, money can buy influence, favor, and access to everything and everyone who is necessary to get these folks re-elected. Re-elected so as to perpetuate their jobs, perpetuate their lobbyist gifts, their trips, their goodies, and put together a serious nest egg full of benefits and retirement bonanzas that we pay for while they're busy avoiding us and voting the ways of their handlers, you know, the check writers, who would have them with their votes to tip the scales. So let's get this straight. Obama, now we're talking back in 2011, excuse me, 2014. Obama has now twice taken an oath to uphold the laws of the land and defend the Constitution. And almost daily, He arbitrarily decides to not uphold the laws of the land and to not defend and protect the Constitution. He changes federal laws at will with no regard for the Constitution, which plainly details how it has to work. That's bad enough. But then the other guys and girls who took similar oaths and made similar promises to us when running for election Simply let him do whatever he wants to do. And his acts are often illegal, folks, against federal law. Dare anyone to use the I word in this case? Because to do so surely means one is racist, bigoted, obviously then must be homophobic and Islamophobic as well. Here's what we really need. And this was my heart. In 2014, what we need is a group of 535 legislators that sell out to the Constitution, sell out to the people, and are willing to abide by the Constitution and us, period. Where are they? And why doesn't someone take whatever actions against all this crap going on to stop it? Isn't that part of defending the Constitution and upholding the laws of the land? I guess they're afraid because if they start an action like that, the IRS will probably open up investigations against them. Imagine that. The IRS actually using its power to wage a political war against regular Americans. How ridiculous that would be. The IRS would never do anything so stupid. You know, not like uh, Lois Lerner. Remember that Obama debacle? And here's how I closed this story back in 2014. The kingdom of heaven suffereth violence, 
and the violent take it by force. That's from the Bible. So, you remember the name Daniel Webster? He kind of put that Bible verse in current vernacular. He said, give me liberty or give me death. Is anybody else feeling kind of desperate too? So that was published February 11th of 2014. And I got to be honest with you. You can take that, my feelings, and all of that that you just heard and just lay it over on February 16th, 2022. And I feel the exact same way, the exact same things are happening, but they're happening in Barack Obama, President of the United States, Part 3. Joe Biden is president in name only. He is not running this governor, this government. And whoever was in the two terms of Barack Obama as president, Joe Biden as vice president, obviously whoever that person or persons is or were that ran that administration of eight years is running this one too because the same stuff, exact same stuff is happening. So let me close my little diatribe with this. Isn't it ironic that we find ourselves this many years later we're facing the same dilemmas in our leadership and many of the same bad actors who were involved in my complaint that I just shared are still in places of power and still in places of control. They're doing the exact same things. So I'm not going to stop right there and just gripe. What should Americans do? More importantly, folks, it's not what should we do. It's what will we do. I've said this often here on this show. Nothing changes if nothing changes. You got that? It's pretty simple. But it's really not simple. It's pretty deep. Nothing changes if nothing changes. I'm not certain about you, but this speaks volumes about what continues to happen without any improvements for rank-and-file Americans. But don't be fooled. Life is pretty darn good for the folks who make all the rules. Who are those rule makers? Nobody needs to ask that. The answer is obvious. Just look at those who continually sow division in the name of unity, lies in the name of truth. Oh, and the big one. Conservatism is destroying our democracy, which is hogwash. They are trying to prove to the American people that what they want for us is democracy when by definition it's authoritarianism, the exact opposite of what they're claiming they're trying to turn this nation into. Saddest of all is a lot of, a lot of Americans fall for those lies. It's time that we all awaken and acknowledge we've been fooled for a long time. In fact, the necessity for them to continually create and maintain the ruse of perfection in our country has all but slipped away. Why? Because we've all become numb to it. It's easier for everybody to just go with the flow. We had four years of life in a real democracy with a real government. That, on the most part, was really government of the people, by the people, and for the people. 
that four years horrified all these rule makers, their utopia built on all the lies and the gross misrepresentations of decades of leadership were devoured by all Americans. And we liked it, folks. We liked it. I can't think of a single thing during Donald Trump's four years as president, not a single thing that I would have wanted to be reversed other than the U.S. Congress to go along and support the things he told the Americans he was going to do when he campaigned and are the only things that he didn't get done while he was in office simply because Congress wouldn't go along with it. Other than that, he got more done of what he promised than any other president in my lifetime. By far, there's no comparison. We liked it. And for the first time in a long time, the bulk of those in the nation saw the nation was being stolen from us all and by those we trust. In 2020, you remember the label on what happened back then, the big lie, the election stuff. It was used as a last-ditch effort to send us back to our mind-numbed existence as sheeple, which is what most Americans were during Obama and Biden's eight years. The question is now, what will we do? What will we allow? Will we go back to the roots of who we really are? Or will we allow the destruction of our nation to continue? And I'm going to leave it right here. If we really want change, we must orchestrate the change. We must take stands in every area necessary to facilitate the changes. And our singular truth we espouse, at least for now, folks, you need to adopt this phrase and spread it around. All you got to do is tell somebody, hey, listen to this. Just listen to it. Nothing changes if nothing changes. You will ring a bell in every person's mind that you share that with. You'll make them think and challenge them real simply. Hey, do you like what's going on now? If you want it to change, it won't change if nothing changes. And we, the people, have the responsibility. And by the way, according to the Constitution, the sole power to change it all. I want to change. I want to change. When you look around the landscape of what's laying across our nation right now today, and oh, by the way, the one above us, Canada, you're looking at authoritarianism running rampant. It's going absolutely stark raving crazy. Leaders in Canada, Justin Trudeau, Prime Minister, Joe Biden, President of the United States, all across the UK, Australia, they are all ignoring freedom and liberty and justice for all. And they're just like dictators. Those at the top are just daring their citizens to even expect their government to abide by the rules and the laws that are passed And they have no authority to change those unless it goes back through the lawmaking process and the law changing process in their various constitutions. 
So if you pull back up to the 60, 70, 80,000 foot level above the ground and you look across at all of the earth that you can see from that level, that round ball down below you, it's happening everywhere, folks. And don't get caught up in the just kind of coasting, going with the flow. Because if we go with the flow, we're going, we're literally, it could be just a few months living in an authoritarian nation where the rule of law, which is almost already all the way out the door. I mean, this government, this federal government from top to bottom, they don't give a rip about enforcing federal laws. And that plays out by pushing downstream to states, counties, cities. They take the lead by what this Department of Justice is doing. If you joined us late, uh, you can hear what I'm going through. And I don't want to punish y'all today. But I've got some things I want to get through. We're probably, I can pretty much tell you right now, I'm pretty sure we're not going to make it through two hours today. And unlike the biggies on the uh, national networks, I don't have somebody that I can just pick up on the phone and call and say, hey, can you sit in for me? I sure wish I did. I'm sure whoever that would be would be much better than me, and especially today. I got this junk in Nashville, Tennessee, for those of you just doing this. And I'm going to push through it as far as we can go. And we have a couple of really important things I want to hit on. Um... Monica Crowley, you remember her? She works for Fox Business. Uh, She used to be frequently on Sean Hannity's show. You remember the show that Sean does now when it was named Hannity and Combs? Combs was his partner, and they did a radio show, Hannity and Combs, and they did the TV show was Hannity and Combs. And Combs was the designated leftist, and Sean, of course, was the conservative. Well, nobody knew that Combs was sick. He had cancer and he died. It was very tragic. Monica Crowley, who was a a very strong conservative, her sister was married to Combs. And so Monica Crowley has been around for a long time. We're going to take our first break, but here are the things we're going to weigh in on, at least as long as I can stand. The John Durham findings that have been released. I want to get into that. I also want to get into this, and it's very important I do this before we shut down today, is I'll just tell you right now, over the weekend, I had about a two-hour Zoom meeting one-on-one with one of the wealthiest people on earth. He's not an American. I won't give you his name. I won't tell you where we were talking from. He wasn't in the continental United States, but he is originally from Asia, and uh, he is very politically connected. And when I say he's very wealthy, he's worth billions and billions and billions. He's been very successful at what he does. But he's got a different perspective of a lot of things and has access to a lot of information and facts that you and I don't. And he poured his heart out to me about some things, and one of them is going to blow your mind. The truth about this United States, Ukraine, and Russia thing. This will toast you when you hear that. And oh, by the way, 
You know, this Durham thing has got Hillary back in the news. Oh my gosh. I thought we got rid of her. And folks, I'm sorry. I'm looking. Our phone is ringing right now. I'm going to apologize and tell you, uh, setting the equipment back up, I have not reconnected the phone system to our broadcast board this morning, and I really didn't think we'd be doing this very long, so we're not set up to take your calls. I'm sorry. Please forgive us, because we always love to have you. But we're going to get into those things, and I want to talk about what's happening up in Canada. And it's important that you know, because it looks like the same kind of crap (laughs) is coming here. Ladies, we ask your forgiveness. Please forgive our immaturity, our outbursts of tacky compliments. Forgive our browser history. Forgive our hormones taking control of us. Forgive us for thinking an open shirt is the ultimate weapon of appeal. Forgive us for opening our beers like primates. Forgive for taking a no as a yes. For insisting on playing a guitar that doesn't exist. And please, forgive us for never washing our hands, ever. Schneider, the beer with the exact maturity of the man who's in the process. Car's all yours. Thanks. Cars.com's expert reviews made it easy, but... Shouldn't there be more back and forth? You missed the drama, right? Yeah. Maybe this will do the trick. Oh, it's a puppy. Not a puppy, a wolf. What now? He's a wolf. And that is its incredibly protective mother. Put the wolf down. You guys good? Mm. Yeah, we're good. Yep. Okay. Get the right car without all the drama. Cars.com. All drive. No drama. Yo, some people think it don't make sense that I'm a horse whisperer. Fancy prance, yo! But you know what else don't make sense? Bye. I mean, it's good for you, but still somehow tastes amazing. Sideways fancy prance, you heard? Yeah. Clippity-clop, clippity-clop. Yo, I just whispered all of y'all. Too easy. Bye. Five calories, antioxidants, and tastes amazing? None of this makes sense. Need more cowbell? Better yet, how about the ring of truth? TNN, the Truth News Network, and Dan Newman. If you just joined us, sound a little raspy today. I'm actually speaking from my, um, I guess the bottom half of my chest. Just got uh, under the weather, got out in the weather up in Nashville. And uh, we were there with our show yesterday and the day before. And I'm going to be fine. It just sounds like it's it's really bad. It is hard to breathe a little bit and try to try to speak to you. And we're going to go as long as we can. I want to make sure we get these important topics in. And um, I, I'm just thinking, what do we need to do at the top of this? Why don't we talk about John Durham? You know who he is. You know who he was. He is a special counsel that was appointed by Bill Barr. Um, was it Bill Barr? William Barr. He was the... Uh, Department of Justice Attorney General to uh, look into the real origins of the Russia collusion hoax and if there was any find what was uh, stuff that happened as a result of people that alleged 
came from um, the Clinton campaign. Marianne's bringing me hot tea. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, It's circled back around now. John Durham has been working on this for a couple of years. He indicted, I think there were three indictments, and um, those cases have been handled. But it appears by what is happening now, Durham released a treasure trove of information over the weekend, and he waited till Saturday to push it out. And so that gave everybody in the news three days, basically, to dig in and find out exactly what's going on. What's interesting is not a single one of the big networks, not one, has covered this story. And folks, let me just tell you this. This may be, and it looks like it will be, the most egregious action taken by anybody in the federal government in American history. Why is that? Because the evidence that Durham just gave us the highlights of in that release over the weekend, it proves that the Hillary Clinton campaign were actually spying on not just the Trump campaign, but on the president of the United States. They carried it over after the election, and they had hacked into computer systems in the White House. So, I mean, conservative news, they've been all over it because this was, it's exactly what Donald Trump claimed for several years now. Many, many conservatives of every ilk claim now, and the claims were all based on information and facts. And of course, when you throw your stuff out there, and then Our United States government, the Department of Justice, the State Department, at least in part, the intelligence community, you find out that they were all a part of it, even the FBI. It was disheartening to all of us as Americans to find out there was so much corruption during the eight years of Barack Obama and Joe Biden. John Ratliff. He was the head of the Department of National Intelligence. He's the one that first broke this. So here's how it goes. Democrats, when this Robert Mueller thing and John Durham thing happened, they went crazy because they knew Donald Trump was going to fire Robert Mueller, who was appointed as special counsel. He never even tried. They wanted to make sure to ensure that his Russia investigation would go on without any interference at all from the Trump folks. Well, they they sang an entirely different tune when the Trump administration appointed John Durham as special counsel to continue investigating the origins of that same Russia probe. Durham's already indicted three people, Igor Danchenko, Kevin Kleinsmith, and Michael Sussman. Durham's latest court filing on Friday alleges that lawyers from Hillary's presidential campaign, including Michael Sussman, they paid to access servers belonging to Trump Tower and later the White House. Why'd they do that? To establish an inference and a narrative to bring to federal government agencies to prove then-President Trump was linked directly 
to Russia. Durham was appointed by, as we told you, William Barr, October 19, 2020. And that gave Durham a degree of added independence as he can only be fired by an attorney general or someone acting in that capacity. Barr revealed the appointment on December 1st, 2020, about a month after the presidential election. Democrats like, you know, those honest ones, Adam Schiff of California, Jerry Nadler of New York, they slammed Attorney General Barr's appointment at the time, despite previously calling to protect the special counsel's office. Why? Because Mueller, their guy, conducted his earlier probe, and they wanted to make sure Donald Trump didn't mess with it. And, of course, the findings by Mueller, they were heartbroken when it came out. He found no evidence to support any claims of collusion between the Trump campaign and the Russian government or any any collusion between Donald Trump or relationship personally with Vladimir Putin. Here's what Adam Schiff said in December 2020. Attorney General Barr is using the special counsel law for a purpose it was not intended to continue a politically motivated investigation long after Barr leaves office. And that was a pretty big deal because Schiff was chairman of the House Intelligence Committee at the time. But during the first investigation into all this crap, Schiff was eager to protect Mueller to ensure that he could continue the Russia probe with no interference. In 2018, He told Rachel Maddow on MSNBC, Congress had to take up a bill to protect Mueller so that we don't invite a crisis. And then there's Jerry Nadler, big round man from New York. If you're a regular here, you've heard me call him the Penguin because he looks just like the Penguin in the original Batman series. You know exactly who I'm talking about. He was chairman of the House Judiciary Committee. He slammed. Durham's appointment at the time as one more desperate attempt to feed Trump's fixation on events that have been investigated over and over again. That statement came about a year, by the way, after Nadler introduced legislation to protect Mueller's earlier investigation from improper interference. Schiff and Nadler along with House Oversight Chair, excuse me, Carolyn Maloney of New York and House Administration Chair Zoe Lofgren of California also sent a letter in September of 2020 asking the Justice Department's top watchdog to open an emergency review into Barr's handling of the Durham probe. So this first little bit of Durham's latest It came out early Saturday morning, February 11th, and it said Clinton campaign lawyers worked with a technology company and assembled and conveyed. In other words, folks, they they put the plan together, they assembled it, and then they forwarded it, and it included allegations about Trump's ties to Russia to present to the FBI and a second federal government agency. This whole thing is a motion that was filed Saturday by John Durham. It focuses 
on potential conflicts of interest related to campaign lawyer, Clinton campaign lawyer, Michael Sussman. He's got a conflict of interest. He's been charged with making a false statement to a federal agent already. Sussman, he pled not guilty. And by the way, Schiff and Nadler, everybody's trying to get them to comment. They are hiding. They won't say a thing. So, after we dig through it over the weekend, and I spent a considerable amount of time when I was in, uh, in Nashville digging into this, it's the real deal, folks. It's the real deal. Let me tell you what it, it sounds just like. If you're a United States American history buff, you remember the name Joseph Goebbels. He was Hitler's propaganda chief. He was the guy that made up everything that was pushed out to the German people and they were required to believe everything he pushed out. If you didn't, you'd probably die. Goebbels once said this, if you tell a lie big enough and you keep repeating it, people are eventually going to believe it. That's exactly what Hillary's campaign staff during her run for the presidency in 2016. They broke into then-candidate Trump's network server, hoping to find a nefarious Trump-Russia connection. They didn't find anything because there wasn't anything to find. But never mind, they just went on out there surreptitiously making things up and then planning them in fake, quote-unquote, evidence to give to the FBI, who then went to where? The FISA court. FBI director then, James Comey, signed the FISA application with false information about, oh, we've got verified information that backs up that this is worth investigating and we need a warrant to authorize us to tap telephones. Trump campaign, folks, telephones. The lie they made up. They fabricated, claiming Trump was a puppet of Russian President Putin. Voting for Trump was like putting a Russian asset in the Oval Office. And they didn't worry about getting caught since they could bury it once Hillary won. So Clinton, she had her own Joseph Goebbels, Goebbels, or however you pronounce it. She had her own propaganda chief. He was also her foreign policy advisor, and he went and peddled the false story to the media. The ratings-hungry media was, I mean, they were so excited. They just jumped all over it and repeated it over and over and over again. They hated Trump with a passion, so it came easy for them to talk about it, even though they, they never verified any of it. And then the impossible happened. Trump won the election. So then, boy, they all went into panic mode. What if somebody found out they were breaking into internet activity and communications of their rival campaign? If the incoming Trump administration ever find out, they'd be in big trouble. It would be even worse than Watergate. Those of you around in the early 70s, you remember that. President Nixon sent henchmen to break into and go through digging and stuff in the Democrat National Committee's offices in the Watergate building in D.C. and then lied about it, trying to cover it up. 
So they just kept digging. It was easy enough to find hacking into the Trump Tower servers as Trump's campaign office morphed into his presidential transition office. Again, they found nothing. There wasn't anything to find. They had no choice but to double down. And the big lie got even bigger. So once the Trump folks moved to the White House, their hacking efforts moved with them. Still nothing. But the big lie had taken root in the media, with congressional Democrats, with the intelligence community, even the FBI. They all, each of them, launched investigations into Trump's ties with Russia. The big lie grew into every aspect of our national conversation. Former Obama administration intelligence officials, they were on television shows every day to declare Trump was a Russian asset, implying they had access to classified information that proved it. Adam Schiff, even less than six months ago, on a national news show. I'm fixing a cough, excuse me. Said, we have uncontroverted proof that Donald Trump colluded with Vladimir Putin to give him a way to beat Hillary Clinton in 2016. The big lie spread across the Department of Justice and the FBI. Robert Mueller, Mueller, former FBI director, they brought him in, and you know the rest, 35, 40 million taxpayer dollars, 20 raving Democrat Trump-hating attorneys, they found nothing after two years. They did manage to force innocent Trump officials into debt, in some cases massive debt. Why? They had to hire lawyers to defend them. They even tried to get innocent people to plead guilty to crimes they didn't do or to turn on others, including the president, of crimes he didn't do. The media just loved every minute of the three years of Russiagate. Reporters became celebrities. They got lucrative book deals, speaking gigs. They even gave each other awards for reporting breaking news scandals, which were hand-fed by anonymous sources. But you know what? In a democracy, the truth sometimes finds its way into the light. John Durham's recent filing indicates he has the goods on the tech company, the Clinton campaign, hired to infiltrate the Trump campaign, The Clinton campaign paid the bill. The Clinton campaign was in collusion with Russians who gave them disinformation to use against Donald Trump. The Durham investigation, pretty darn sure it's turned into a different kind of investigation. How about that? Monica Crowley, I told you about her at the opening. Fox contributor on Fox Business Now. And she came out yesterday and she shed a little more light on what Durham is doing. Listen to the meat of this conversation. Monica Crowley. Joining me now, Monica Crowley, former U.S. Department of Treasury Assistant Secretary for Public Affairs. Zero coverage virtually. Monica, what has to happen that these networks cannot ignore this story and the ongoing developments? Because this is, Trump was spied on. This is spying. Yes. Yes. 
And if these allegations prove out, Dagan, these are the highest of high crimes and therefore have to be prosecuted as such. So to your question, perhaps it's going to require uh, indictments of very high-level people throughout the Clinton campaign, maybe even into the Obama-Biden administration uh, before the press picks it up. And the reason that they're not covering it is twofold. Number one, they do want to protect their fellow Democrats for ideological and political reasons. But number two, Dagan, they have been complicit in the story from the very beginning. And maybe they weren't totally aware at the beginning of what they were actually dealing with. But I am convinced that from very early on, they they took on the plot and they carried it through this very day. And that's why there is deafening silence from all of the major media outlets. Orange man bad. They didn't like Donald Trump. They and, and they wanted were you know wanted Hillary Clinton to get elected and then when she didn't they pushed it even further I, maybe i'm overstepping by suggesting that but clearly they had a dog in the hunt and it wasn't Donald Trump and they won pulitzer again the new york times and the washington post won pulitzers for their coverage of this for and it it was a fable a coll russia collusion fable and, you know, yes, covering, they, they covering John Durham means awards. they're admitting that they uh, journalism was shoddy and they should hand those prizes back. Yes, they should turn in those awards and give them back today. But that would require some integrity on their part, Dagan, and, and we have not seen that. You know, it's not just a political or ideological angle. They all in the press, they bought into this idea that Donald Trump was and remains an existential threat to the system to the establishment, to the deep state, to the permanent bureaucracy. And so the members of the press have took it upon themselves to basically act as the Knights Templar uh, for the, the deep state and, and the established uh, Democrat and, and left uh, in this country. That's not their job, but that's what they have taken upon themselves. And this story is the quintessential part of mm -hmm. making sure that the whole corrupt status quo does not get blown to bits, as Donald Trump started to do in right. his first term. And if he chooses to run again, he will do it. That's why they continue to try to destroy him. So the mainstream media outlets, they refuse so far to even cover this hard evidence that's coming out of the special... Uh, what is he, a special counsel, special investigator, prosecutor? I, I don't know which. John Durham. He's the one that for two years has been digging to get to the bottom of it all. We're going to watch it closely. And so I just, I just caution you to make sure you hang close because more and more and more is going to come out. And what's happening now, folks, this is one reason why we are seeing our government get even more and more intrusive more and more overpowering of Americans, threatening, locking us down, threatening to shut us down, forcing us indoors, forcing our kids, our little kids to get vaccinated and to wear masks. They're pushing this control thing and they're taking it way too far. Oh, by the way, poll came out yesterday. You know, Hillary, everybody thinks now with Joe Biden's weakness, if um, he makes it and uh, the 2024 presidential election rolls around, she's going to run against him. So she's got a lot of baggage. 
I think you know that. And this, of course, what came out on Saturday just adds to all that. So how do most Americans feel about it? Well, over the weekend, after this bit of news came out, 1,308 Americans were polled about John Durham's investigation into the FBI's probe of Trump's alleged ties to Russia. 1,308 were asked about Clinton, Hillary Clinton. Of the 1,308, 66% of Democrats think she should be investigated. That's up roughly. Roughly 20 points from October when a poll showed the results to the same question. That's a lot of Democrats, 66%. Oh, by the way, the poll was released before Durham released this report that came out Saturday. They're going to rethink. I'm pretty sure they're going to rethink Democrats trying to scramble and find somebody that if Joe can't make it, who they can run that can beat the Republican that's going to run, even if it's not Donald Trump. It's not looking good for Democrats, folks. But just because of that, I can tell you this much, it's looking pretty good for conservatives. And it's looking much better for the American people. Another poll. Another poll came out. Trafalgar. They have a big polling operation. And uh, it shows that in a generic ballot for the congressional race that comes up this November. Republicans lead Democrats by double digits. That's interesting. The latest poll revealed Republicans had a commanding 12-point lead over the Democrats. And the term a generic ballot, that just means you, you kind of look at, you know, we've got, we got 435 House of Representatives seats that are going to be up for the election. Happens every two years. So they look at the landscape of the seats of those 435 that are held by Republicans and held by Democrats. And we've had a massive number of uh, Democrats in the House that aren't running again for a bunch of different reasons. I think we're approaching 30. And that's leading into the consensus that it looks like it's going to be a red wave, at least in Congress. I'm pushing, folks. I was just told... We're not going to do this second hour today, I, and I'm so sorry. But you know what? I don't miss shows, and uh, I'm here because I want to be here to bring you information and news. We still have a bunch more. we got to take this one last break, and on the flip side of it, a really big story I want to tell you about before we get away. Another whistleblower has come forward, and it's a former exec with Pfizer Corporation. And this whistleblower is opening the door on some stuff that will blow your mind. It's probably all stuff that you thought might have been going on or it might have been happening. You know, it just didn't smell right. You don't put out a vaccine in a situation like we saw. We were told by Fauci himself, vaccines getting ready, getting tried and all the clinical and human trials, getting all that done, it takes two, three, four years. These vaccines came out in one year. It doesn't smell right. And there are some reasons for it. We'll have that information from the whistleblower on Pfizer right after this. Just because you think something's right doesn't mean it's right. Just because you think something's wrong doesn't mean it's wrong. 
But always get the truth about right and wrong here at TNN, the Truth News Network. Experience wow customer service at TennisExpress.com. 24-7 phone support and live chat. Product reviews on the latest gear and discounts for your team. Secure payment options with PayPal, Amazon, and more. Exclusive products including limited edition tees. Rackets strung by master racket technicians on state-of-the-art machines. Plus, free shipping on orders over $25. Shop TennisExpress.com today. Wendy's Famous 4 for 4 is heating up with a new spicy crispy chicken sandwich. The queen of spice is delivering that spicy chicken you love with lettuce and mayo between two deliciously soft buns. And yes, in classic 4 for 4 fashion, you can get all that spicy goodness with spicy or crispy nuggets, fries, and a drink to cool off, all for just 4 bucks. Is it getting hot in here? Or did Wendy's just deliver the hottest deal in fast food? We got you. Offer includes four-piece nuggets, junior frying, value drink, price participation may vary. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. In a world where truth is in short supply, you have an abundance of it right here. TNN, the Truth News Network. Let's get right to this Pfizer thing. A former clinical trial overseer for a contract that was holding trials of Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccine. They're pressing forward with a lawsuit against Pfizer and her former company, despite the U.S. government declining to side with her. Brooke Jackson, yep, she's even let her name be known. Brooke Jackson was fired by the contractor who contracted with Pfizer for these trials, Ventavia Research Group. Jackson filed a False Claims Act suit against Pfizer, Ventavia, and another company involved in the trial. It's been under seal for over a year. But it's now public after the Department of Justice declined to intervene on her behalf. So it's open up for the public. There's no government secrets in it. Basically, the DOJ just they just gave her up. Government lawyers didn't explain the choice not to intervene on her behalf. And the FDA, which investigates the alleged clinical trial fraud, they didn't even weigh in. None of that has stopped the whistleblower. We're going to pursue the case without the help of the government. She said she wasn't surprised but felt total disappointment when after a year of putting off a decision, the government declined to intervene. Her odds of success, she says, aren't good. But it's just a chance I have to take. She set off this firestorm when the British Medical Journal in November of last year published a piece based on documents, recordings, and other materials from Jackson that outlines the repeated failures to properly run testing sites for Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccine trial before it even got its emergency clearance from U.S. drug regulators. The article didn't include any of the materials. Many were filed with the court, including emails that detail problems observed, not just by Jackson, but other of her fellow Ventavia workers. Example, Lovica Downs wrote on September 18, 2020, to Jackson 
and one more employee that she observed boxes containing patient information left on the counter, fully exposed to anyone that entered the room. HIPAA violation over and over and over again. Marnie Fisher, Ventavia's director of operations at the time, said that an investigation found that multiple sites left documents exposed, including a schedule with the patient's name on it. Oh, by the way, adverse events either not being reported correctly or not even being reported at all. The vaccine and placebo not being kept locked in disorganized rooms. Informed consent errors. Many of them weren't even signed. Documents show that Ventavia employees were aware of a bunch of really serious problems arising during the trial they conducted, including vaccine administrators who were either described as having no training and very little oversight or lacking medical certifications or background. One Pfizer official was copied on and answered some of those emails. Can you believe that was actually going on? We'll have more to that coming a little bit later. Here's another little bomb that got dropped yesterday. We've known since March of 2020, listen to this, we have known how to cure COVID since March of 2020. Who's releasing that information? The inventor of the nuts and bolts of the Pfizer COVID vaccination and the Moderna COVID vaccination, Dr. Robert Malone. Malone said, of course, COVID masks were not necessary. We've known how to cure COVID since March of 2020. A sudden scramble two years later by Democrat governors to lift mask mandates is a clear pivot consequent to their horrible polling numbers, Malone said. It's not about science. And he predicted it when people were asking him, how will we know when this thing is over? He said, well, you'll know it because they'll all start giving awards to each other and claiming they're the ones that are responsible for curing it. He also discussed some really rocking new data from the Defense Medical Epidemiology database regarding possible COVID vaccine side effects, which three military medical whistleblowers came forward. We told you about them when they saw a big increase in common vaccine injuries during last year. DMED, that organization, was something that Lieutenant Colonel Teresa Long and some of her colleagues queried when they were busy doing diligence to try to understand what they were seeing with their own warfighter communities that they were sworn to protect as doctors. And they were seeing signals that were unusual. So they consulted DMAD, the database, and were shocked to find huge increases in 2021 when the vaccine mandates were implemented in the military compared to the previous year. And it was in a wide variety of diseases, not just COVID, including cancers, things related to reproduction and female reproductive health. Dr. Malone was asked about recently released emails exposing a plan by three top federal public health officials to discredit the anti-lockdown epidemiologists that were behind the Great Barrington Declaration, which we've reported on here. The exchange showed that the three, then National Institutes of Health Director Francis Collins, NIHIA Diseases Director Dr. Anthony Fauci, 
and NIA Deputy Director for Clinical Research, Dr. Clifford Lane, coordinating a quick and devastating takedown of the premises of the Declaration, which espouses focused protection, a mitigation strategy prioritizing the most vulnerable populations. And again, he doubled down. We knew back then how to take care of COVID, but it wasn't acceptable at that time politically, and so it wasn't done. Who didn't do it, and why didn't they do it? And will whoever did it ever pay any consequences for it? Wow, folks, that's going to wrap it up today. I know, I know we've got an hour left and we have so much data and information to pass along to you. It's because my chest and my throat just can't handle it, and I'm sorry. We're going to pick it back up here tomorrow morning. I promise you, I'll sound better. I know I'll feel better and be able to communicate better with you. Until then, find facts, verify facts, get real information. I'll see you tomorrow. Have a great one. On every continent, in every capital, in homes like yours, this is TNN, the Truth News Network.